Welcome to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small, your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Brought to you by LakeLink, your online fishing resource at lake-link.com. Welcome to Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. Jeff Kelm will join me in just a bit, and today we'll get a Sheboygan area Lake Michigan fishing report from Dumper Dan Welsh. We'll find out what's going on in May at the Range of Richfield, and we'll talk to John Steigerwald of the Rough Grouse Society about grouse drumming surveys and oak wilt disease. All that and more coming up right here on Outdoors Radio, so stay tuned. Well, folks, it's time now for our weekly Madison Outdoors report. You hear this feature on WTSO, the Big 1070, and on our podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, on LakeLink, on iHeartRadio, or other platforms as well. And joining us once again is pro angler Duffy Cup. Well, Duffy, good to talk to you again. Thanks for joining us. Okay, well, if it sounds a little funny here, I'm, I'm doing my rain dance while I'm talking to you because oh. we need some rain. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we need a little, but not too much. Um, I, I, I'm, you well, know, I, actually, I think, to be honest with you, in, in the Madison chain anyway, we need, we need a sizable amount of water coming in. The water is very, very low. Uh, I know guys that launch at Ulbrick on, on Monona, and they... They really have to tilt their motor up. I mean, they're not using their trolling motor to get out, but they have to make sure that they tip their motor up, tilt it up, uh, because it's probably, I'm guessing, a, a foot or more lower than it usually is at this time of year. And that boat launch there is not real deep to begin with. But uh, there, there's a lot of places. Uh, I know on Mendota, my, my, my skate, uh, started, uh, you know, I was, I was, uh, looks like I was plowing corn, Ooh, yeah. <laughs> plowing the plants and corn, mm-hmm. but in areas where I've never had to really worry about that before. So, mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm waiting. I'm, I'm hoping the skies will, uh, open up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we need a downpour. That isn't going to do us a heck of a lot of good. Right. We need about three days in a row of good solid rain. Yeah. Well, you know, last week Ron Bearfield uh, mentioned the same thing, and he said he thought that the uh, drawdown was too too uh, drastic this year; that it didn't need to be that much, and that that was causing a good part of the problem. I I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how much science is involved and in how they do that, but I. I don't know uh, if they're just flipping a quarter to see what they were going to do. And uh, because if it goes the other way, then you've got flooding in the spring and yeah. and the whole shot. So that that's kind of a tough call to make. Yeah. Well, how quickly, uh, and maybe you don't know the answer to this, but let's say you've got the, the all the, the dams up or the boards up, whatever it is, the water control structures, uh, and... and uh, you you know there's going to be some rain or there's uh you know the forecast says oh boy there's some upriver stuff that's coming this way how quickly can they respond and drop the water level? Uh, at this time of year, I don't think they would really respond to that unless they thought a tsunami was coming in. Mm-hmm. Uh, just uh, the the big controlling factor is the lock there uh, on on. Uh, Yahara River, you yeah. know, just north, north, uh, north of um, northeast Madison, the side of the Lake Mendota, and uh, the river running into Monona, 
and uh, you know it just all goes downstream. These really aren't lakes; they're just white parts in the river. Right is what they are. But uh, they do try to control it, and they've, I think, compared to I don't know how many years ago, I think they do a better job of it. But it's it's still not an exact science by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. Okay. But, um, you know, Minnesota is still cloudy. Yeah. And over the last few years, it, it really is cloudy in the spring. And then once you get to the early part of June and stuff, it'll it'll clear up for a little while before the, the algae really starts uh, uh, reproducing in there. So it's it's not real clear water. I haven't heard about water clarity on Monona or Wabisa. I'm sure that they're probably a little bit more on the clear side. Uh, but things are starting to warm up a little bit. And as time goes on, of course, it's going to warm up. you got to remember that, uh, uh, just as an example, largemouth bass, their, their spawning temperature is anywhere from uh, 68 to 72 degree water. Yeah. So it's got to get fairly warm. The last time I was out, the warmest water I found was uh, 47, 48 degrees in, in some of those feeder streams. Um uh, you get a full day of sunlight and everything now, you'll see the bluegills in those areas, and the bass will start moving in. Uh, and there seems to be a lot of walleyes, holy cow. And I, Every time I go out there, I'm, I'm marking a lot of walleyes. Uh -huh. And sometimes you'll get into the shallower water where you can see, and you'll see some of the younger ones. Uh -huh. You know, I'll get, get a 10-inch walleye will swim past. So I think the... The walleye population on Mendota is in pretty good shape, uh -huh. uh, and I'm sure that uh, last night, I'm saying last night, if we're talking on here on Saturday, there's going to be a lot of guys out at midnight going after those walleyes right away, because uh -huh. there seems to be a pretty good uh, pretty good crop of them. Hopefully, they'll be large enough uh, to meet the 18-inch limit. Yeah, and, uh, and, and and what's the bag? It's, is it three at 18? or? I think it's three. I wish it were two, but I think it's three. Yeah. Uh, and they took the, apparently have taken the 18-inch size limit off the bass. Yeah. Uh, and now you can keep five. So mm. there, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of bass in that lake, both largemouth and smallmouth. Yeah. Uh, and then run down to Monona. Uh, like I said, at Ulbricky, I don't know about the other boat launches. I think Olin would probably be okay because that's, that's a pretty steep um, drop-off there where you launch your boats. But uh, there, too, I, I talked to a couple of guys, and he said that they're seeing a lot of, a lot of walleye swimming around, especially in the shallower water. And that's usually a pretty good bass lake, too. So I do that, and of course... It'll be interesting to see uh, see how the muskies are going to do. Uh, I'm going to uh, have on the 15th of May, we've got the Capital City uh, Madison outing, a little tourney that we have on the Madison Lakes. We usually get pretty good turnout for that. Uh, that's one I've won a couple of times, so it's... it's uh, something that I really enjoy doing. And then the weekend after that, May 22nd, is uh, casting for kids. The assistant, Mark Siki is an assistant hockey coach at the University of Wisconsin, and he sponsors a, uh, 
a fundraiser for that Carbone Cancer Center uh-huh. that treats the young kids uh, with uh, with cancer. And I, I don't know if there's any opening left in that or whatever, uh, but they do. They raise a heck of a lot of money, and people pay a lot of money to be in my boat and fish for the day. So it's it's really a good time. Well, good. Uh, the only other thing I've heard of in Lake Wisconsin, uh, the walleye bite has been okay. And anybody that's going for a pike or for uh, for uh, bass on Saturday, get into those those bays on Lake Wisconsin, and usually you're you're going to be able to find them. Um, I, I usually, when I go up there and work those bays, even if it's not early in the season, you throw a swim jig into those areas where there's some timber or a lot of weeds or something like that, and bump it off. Uh, as much structure as you can, you're usually going to end up with some with some bass. So yeah. Okay. Well, that's, uh, that's what I got for you. Okay. Now, typically, you do not fish opening day for a bunch of reasons, do you? No, and it's really more of a reason now because, uh, and it started last summer. There are sizably more people getting out on the Madison lakes and and fishing, which. You know, that, that's great. I love to see people going out and doing that. It's just the weekend uh, with the boat launches and the whole thing can get a little bit gnarly, and I, I choose not to be part of that. Yep. Well, I do not <laughs> I do not blame you one bit. And uh, I know there are times when you've gone down, and Ron Bearfield too, just to watch the, I, I won't say the antics, but just to keep an eye on the landings and see what kind of trouble people can get into and how you might be able yeah, to help them, bring, actually. So. Bring a video camera along. Yeah. All right. Well, Duffy, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. And when you do get out, I hope you get some fish. And uh, we'll talk to you again in a couple of weeks, probably. Okay, Dan. Thank you. You bet. Duffy Cup with the Madison Outdoors Report each and every week at this time on WTSO, the Big 1070, and on our podcast. I'm Dan Small. More Outdoors Radio right after this. Get outside and let us be your guide. Lawrence County, Wisconsin. Are you looking for a safe Northwoods destination for outdoor recreation? Lawrence County has over 200,000 acres of uncrowded public land, 160 miles of wooded UTV trails, many lakes and rivers to fish or paddle, seven wild river waterfalls to explore, horse trails with campgrounds, and friendly bars and restaurants. Go to the ExploreFlorenceCounty.com lodging, dining, and recreation tabs to plan your trip. Well, as our usual routine uh, continues, joining me from home is Jeff Kelm once again. Jeff, good uh, day to you. Yeah, good day, Dan. Good to have you uh, joining us today. Yeah, uh, you know, this is working. Uh, People who are listening are probably wondering, what the heck are those guys talking about? They're on the radio. Yeah, but, well, we record from home, folks, and have been for a year Working from home like so many others affected by the pandemic. But, uh, Jeff gets out. He was, he's been traveling the country with tournaments, uh, left and right. You were in Ortonville, Minnesota last weekend. Yeah. Got off the road from, uh, Port Clinton, Ohio. It's home for a couple of days. Left to Ortonville, Minnesota. We ran a, uh, Masters Walleye Circuit event, the third out of seven events this year. So we're almost halfway through already. <laughs> it's good. Well, it's incredible. That's good. But, uh, we uh yeah we had uh, a tough bite um but you know what we had enough teams to uh, to pay out our 12 places and uh the top team of Ryan Kelly and Keenan Wind both out of Minnesota uh, Ryan actually from Ortonville 
Uh, they won the event uh, and uh, took home about $15,000 worth of stuff. Not a bad uh, haul for a couple of days on the water. Yeah, 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 that'll do for most guys, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you said you're almost halfway through. The next one will put you over the halfway hump. Yeah, you know, we run Masters Walleye Circuit and the North American Bass Challenge, and we got some high school stuff. So in mm-hmm. amongst all that MWC stuff, we do have some other things. In fact, the next event is the Sturgeon Bay Open, uh, so that'll be in Sturgeon Bay, Sawyer Park. Uh, then we've got that coming up in a couple of weeks. There are still spots available if folks want to get in on that. And then um, after that, the weekend after that, will be Lake Winnebago uh, Masters Walleye Circuit out of Oshkosh. And then we have a high school event uh, also that weekend. So uh, we're uh, we're going to be very busy coming up here in the month of May. Yeah, now that's not the um, walleye weekend event, is it? No, that is, uh, that's the uh, Mercury Nationals. There is still some spots available for that as well. That's a 300 boat tournament uh, in Fond du Lac. Uh, we will be separated from the walleye weekend activities though. Uh, hmm. There will be no uh, official uh, onstage weigh-in. There will be no crowd. There'll be nothing gathered. It'll simply be a tournament where the anglers come hand in their fish, walk across the stage with their baskets and back into their boats yeah. and away they go and we will uh we will mail checks and awards wow yeah you know i i've been to, i've never fished it of course i'm just not a not a tournament fisherman have not been since i won a uh, crappie fishing uh, event uh, at the age of 15 i think and I think I won that because we had a bucket of minnows and other people had worms and you know what crappies like um but uh, I, I actually had a chance to be on stage uh, during Walleye Weekend. Gosh, it was some probably a decade ago, with none other than Al Lindner, and that was uh, that was fun. That was uh, an event. You know, we did a little ad lib, uh, you know, unrehearsed. Uh, I don't know. Entertain the crowd, I guess, is what we did. Uh, yeah, he's 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 a lot of fun and. One or both of us had uh, uh, Jeff Kalo's big guy hats, you know, with a walleye on. I think he made them for that particular event, and, you know, that was the occasion. Oh, Dan's got a hat, Al's got a hat. Come up here and talk. So that's what we did, you know. Anyway, so this is your first turkey week, isn't it? Yep, yeah, I've, uh, we're going to give this our best shot here. You know, last year I had a lot more time to turkey hunt, Dan, yeah. because uh, the pandemic had shut school down and... And uh, Eileen wasn't headed to uh, to work and all that, and so uh, Robert and I spent you know a couple of periods of turkey season uh, out hunting. And this time around, we're we're <laughs> trying to make it work, kind of back to normal, uh, getting in between. Uh, I can maybe sit in the backyard for a couple hours and then get everybody off to where they got to go, and then I can get back out again. Yeah. Well, good luck. We will hear your report next week for sure. Well, we there's not much going on here other than chickens hatching eggs, and uh, we pushed our sheep shearing back to this weekend. Um, we're going to do it last weekend, and our Amish uh, fellow who shears them, he called, and he said, yeah, it's going to be cool, and so let's push it back. So we're hoping for dry weather uh, so we can get her done, and we've got wool for sale if anyone's interested. I actually had uh, a message from uh, an old friend, Alan Heff, who whom I met through SCI Badgerland, oh gosh, 35 years ago, probably. Uh, in fact, he posted, and I think I shared it on Facebook, a picture of me 
and none other than the legendary Tink Nathan. You're familiar with Tink's uh, 69, mm-hmm. the dough, the so-called dough in rut. I mean, he he coined that phrase, and he even he talked about it later, and he says, we know that does don't go in rut, but, you know, it worked, and, and all the buck in rut stuff was taken. So sure. <laughs> he, he made an empire. He actually created that that whole deer urine scent thing, you know, and a lot of people have taken off since then. But sure. anyway... Uh, Alan's wife apparently knits, so I'm going to see if I can't get her some wool. I don't know. I don't know how we're going to do that, but we'll try it. Well, folks, if you're ever in a car or motorcycle accident and need some legal help, call Hupe and Abraham, named Best Personal Injury Law Firm by the Wisconsin Law Journal year after year. The firm of Hupe and Abraham has collected more than a billion dollars for its clients. Call the firm Voted Best and Rated Best. Hupe and Abraham, 800 800 Five six seven eight, or visit hupy. dot com. And all eleven offices of Hupe and Abraham in Wisconsin, Illinois, and Iowa are open for business if you need their help. Well, coming up, John Steigerwald of the Rough Grouse Society talks about grouse drumming surveys. They're back on this year after uh, a year off, the only year off in about 60 years since they started them. And he's going to warn us about uh, oak wilt disease and how we can prevent the spread of it. Ranger Richfield President Jim Bobby Ash reports on May activities and events coming up at the range since it is May. And Charter Captain Dumper Dan Welsh is going to start things off with his uh, every other week report on Lake Michigan trout and salmon action off Sheboygan. All that and more coming up straight ahead on Outdoors Radio. Blackfish Gear has the apparel you need for all of your outdoor adventures. From rain gear with industry-leading fabric technology to ensure you stay dry in the wettest conditions, to UPF sun protection apparel that keeps you cool and your skin protected on the hottest days. And for those cool and blustery days, our soft shell gear will keep you warm and comfortable with the combination of premium fleece and a windproof and weather-resistant outer layer. You can't choose the weather, but you can choose how to dress for it. Choose Blackfish Gear. Learn more at blackfishgear.com. Get outside and let us be your guide. Lawrence County, Wisconsin. Are you looking for a safe Northwoods destination for outdoor recreation? Lawrence County has over 200,000 acres of uncrowded public land, 160 miles of wooded UTV trails, many lakes and rivers to fish or paddle, seven wild river waterfalls to explore, horse trails with campgrounds, and friendly bars and restaurants. Go to the ExploreFlorenceCounty.com lodging, dining, and recreation tabs to plan your trip. For the nonprofit Ruffed Grouse Society, the well-being of the Ruffed Grouse and American Woodcock is a special priority. But the Society's conservation work benefits more than just these two game birds. The organization's programs help a long list of other young forest wildlife, including songbirds that must have thick, brushy habitat to survive. For more information about forest wildlife habitat management, contact the Ruffed Grouse Society toll-free at 888-JOIN. RGS. Here's a message from our friends at Remy Battery in Milwaukee, Escanaba, and Houghton. As Remy Battery enters the 90th anniversary of our company, we want to thank all of our customers and friends we've made over the years. We can't even begin to imagine how many batteries we've put into our community's cars, boats, campers, ATVs, businesses, and homes over the past nine decades. We want to thank you for your continued support to our local, family-owned company. As we continue to power through winter, we can't wait to see you soon. To prep your boats, motorcycles, and all of your summer toys. 
We have batteries from the largest military crafts to the smallest hearing aids. Big and small, we have them all. Don't forget to ask your sales representative about volume pricing. Call Remy at 414-384-0340 or visit online at remybattery.com for all your battery and battery accessory needs. Welcome back to your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. It's time now for an update on Lake Michigan fishing in the Sheboygan area, sponsored by Dumper Dan's Sport Fishing Charters, Condos, and Riverfront Store on South Pier Drive in Sheboygan and on the web at DumperDan.com. And this week by Anglers Avenue Pub and Grill, just down the pier, also on South Pier Drive and online at AnglersAvenue.net. Well, joining us once again from... The greater Sheboygan metropolitan area is Captain Dan Welsh. Well, Dan, thanks. For, Hello, Dan. Yeah, thanks for joining us. I thought I'd get a chuckle out of you with that. You betcha. That was good. Well, now well, you're you're there are people out there fishing already, but your official season starts real soon in a, a week or two, right? Yeah, we're just getting ready to put our charter boats in the water as we speak here, so we're going to start up here shortly, and we have you know quite a few reservations here in May um, for guys that want to hit it early here for the spring action on Lake Michigan off the Port of Sheboygan, but a lot of private guys have been out, including myself, um, you know, and, my, and one of my other boats, my smaller boats, and a lot of other guys with their boats uh, have been out, too, fishing uh, brown trout here in the, the springtime like we normally do late March all of April so there has been some fishing done here and there has been like last Sunday I was actually out Dan and there was about 35 trailers in the lot and, and there was quite a few boats scattered all over the place so guys are getting out in the boat and they're catching fish right now this time of year Dan. Okay good so brown trout primarily because they're inshore um, getting, some, getting some good ones? Yeah, um, actually some real nice ones. Uh, a buddy of mine got a 21-pound brown the other day. Um, that was a big one. That was yeah. a monster brown at 21 pounds. But a lot of them have been averaging like that 7 to 10-pound range, 8 pounds right in there, which is a, a nice brown trout. You know, I mean, really a 7, 8, 9, 10-pounder is just a quality fish. But there's all sorts of sizes. I mean, you get some of the smaller 3 to 4, 5-pounders, the griller size, but you always stand a chance of getting a, a, a motor, a wall motor, really, for this time of year. You know, anything over 20 pounds is considered, you know, a wall mountain brown trout, so yep. they're around. And uh, there's also some salmon around, too. There's a few kings around. Um, there's lake trout around. Now, I heard the last few days that Racine and Kenosha are getting into the Colos, so they've, they've come from Illinois and are heading northbound uh, our way, so... We're really excited to see what the future holds here for the coho fishing come, you know, middle to later part of May. Yeah, excellent. Well, now, uh, so if I wanted to try to catch some browns, aside from just looking for the fleet of boats and jumping in there, uh, where would I go and what would I do? Well, I, you want to stay close to shore because that's where the water tends to be the warmest. And that being said, Dan, right now on the surface, water temps are about 45 to 46 degrees. Uh, here off the Port of Sheboygan, which is about normal for this time of year, maybe even a little above normal uh, for water temps. But you want to head north uh, out of Sheboygan, um, anywhere from the Pigeon River, North Point area, all the way up through Whistling Straits Golf Course. has great structure, great rock structure, um, clay bottom. There's a lot of goby 
Uh, the Gobies up there, which the brown trout feed on. There's also eelwife and shad up there and a few schmelts. So there's good baitfish populations in that rock structure north of town. Water depths, you want to concentrate on anything from 8 feet of water out to about 20 feet of water. I usually try and target about that 12 to 15 foot range uh, when I'm trolling through there. But close to shore, shallow water, uh, crankbaits, spoons have been worked the best. Small spoons, any kind of crankbait that you like running. Um, it works good on the planer boards, spoons on the slide divers or dipsies or downriggers. So scatter out some equipment, troll through that area of 8 foot out to about 20 foot until you until you find some fish. Now, that's my favorite area, Dan, but south of town, don't give up on that either because there's guys on the salt pier, you know, and down by the power plant, the north pier that fish right by the harbor and catch fish this time of year too. Also the warm water discharge down by the power plant. Um, you can get down there, uh, south of town a little ways, and troll the beaches by the state park and get into some lake trout and brown trout as well. So definitely uh, give it a shot because this time of year it is fun. Watch the weather, though, because you never know when it's going to be windy, choppy, or rainy at this time of year. But when weather allows, get out there, give it, give it a try. Yeah, all right. And uh, your other sponsor this week, Anglers Avenue Pub and Grill, they are right down the pier from you, a couple blocks closer to the lake. Um they're open, I would imagine, for lunch and dinner, right? Yeah, the restaurant's open, the pub and grill's open, Russell's open over at the tackle shop, the pro shop. Um, a lot of guys working there, filling the shelves and uh, getting that all in stock for the year. Um, he does do a lot of shipping online sales, too, if you if you want something for the summer and you can't get there to Anglers Avenue. But you go right by my place on the left is my place, and the bend of the road is his place on the left, and... Stop on in. He's got a lot of good tackle for salmon, for trout, for walleyes. I mean, if you're a big walleye fisherman, he's got a lot of good crankbaits uh, for walleyes as well. So, uh, And also live baits. Uh, so they do have live bait there too. So check it out. You know, get some tackle, kind of stock up for the year and what you want to buy. There's a lot of new custom stuff out right now by Russell's of painted uh, items and, and tape items from flashers to spoons and plugs. And uh, yeah, get ready to go because this is gonna this is gonna turn for the better real quick here once these air temperatures start to warm up. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. And I I've had lunch and dinner there a number of times, and the food is excellent. Yeah, it's very good. Great menu, and uh, and keep in mind too, um, I send a lot of customers there um, in the summer for the grill your catch, and they will have grill your catch as well. And you got to give them a couple hour notice, but if you want to drop off one of your fresh fillets. Um, at, at the restaurant, they will cook it for you, and their recipes are awesome. They're yep. really, really good. So, really, your catch Anglers Avenue this summer. Keep that in mind too. All right. Well, Dan, before we let you go, uh, if people want to book you for, uh, you know, the middle or end of May or into June and summer, what's the best way? Uh, best way is on the phone here at nine two zero three seven seven. 1147 is my cell number. Call me direct. I will get you uh, wiggled into our schedule here where you want to be with your dates and times. Um, we do, obviously, condo lodging with our fishing packages. If you don't need lodging, we can just go fishing. That's fine, too. Um, our store will be open here all summer as well. We have a lot of apparel, some new uh, hoodies and some new T-shirts and stuff we have in stock for sale in our riverfront store, beverages and snacks there as well, pizzas, what have you, coffee, donuts in the morning. So check us out on Salt Pier Drive at 676 Salt Pier Drive here in Sheboygan, otherwise www.dumperdan.com, or check us out, Dumper Dan Sport Fishing Charters on Facebook. 
All right. Well, Dan, thank you so much. Uh, can't wait to hear how you start, uh, how your fishing starts once you get those boats in the water. And I'll bet they'll be in the water when we talk to you in a couple of weeks. Oh, absolutely. They'll be in here shortly and, uh, we're getting ready to run some trips pretty quick here. So, uh, yeah, we'll keep you, keep you posted for sure. All right. Thanks. Thanks so much. We'll keep in touch. You bet. Take care. Thank you, Dan. You bet. Dumper Dan Welch with the, Sheboygan Area Lake Michigan Fishing Report, as uh, it's sponsored by Dumper Dan Sport Fishing Charters, Condos, and Riverfront Store, as we've been saying, on South Pier Drive in Sheboygan, and on the web at DumperDan.com. His Facebook page is Dumper Dan Sport Fishing Charters, and they post uh, catches and fish photos and all kinds of good information there. Also sponsored this week by Anglers Avenue Pub and Grill, just down the pier on South Pier Drive as well, and online at anglersavenue.net. I'm Dan Small. You are listening to Outdoors Radio. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. The Rough Grouse and American Woodcock Societies are celebrating 60 years of habitat improvement for young forest wildlife. You can learn more at roughedgrousesociety.org. And joining us once again is RGS Great Lakes and Upper Midwest Forest Conservation Director, John Steigerwald. Well, John, good to talk to you again, and welcome back. Yeah, it's good to be here. Well, boy, we're seeing some hot temperatures this week. Is it spring up in your corner of the North Woods yet? I don't really know what the spring is deciding to do. Um, it's, one day we're, we're warm as can be, the next day uh, it's cold and snowing again. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't believe it. You guys got some snow this this past week. Wow. But just, it, just but, the dusting. But it is spring, and are you hearing grouse drumming? Uh, we are. And actually, uh, you're actually right this time of year, uh, rough grouse are, are out, uh, of course, doing their iconic drumming. Uh, one of one of the very few uh, uh, bird species that can be truly uh, identified by its its um, non-vocal uh, acoustic display. Uh-huh. Um, so, so of course, that iconic drumming of of the rough grouse, uh, created by by beating its wings through the air, um, is is being detected this spring. And unlike last year, um, due to the COVID restrictions that were in place last year. Uh, Wisconsin DNR staff weren't able to go and, and conduct the uh, rough grouse drumming surveys, which of course are pretty sort of important in well-known um, spring survey that's done by the Wisconsin DNR. Um, first time in, since the surveys began in the 1960s that the Wisconsin DNR wasn't out last year um, doing those surveys, but they are out this year doing those surveys. Uh-huh. So how does a survey work? Let's say you are one of the uh, participants. What do you do? So the reason why they canceled last year is you would typically have two two individuals along on a survey. That way one can kind of truth and check if, if another individual's hearing um, is correct or not. But you would typically have two individuals uh, driving in a pickup truck along designated routes. And those, those routes would have designated stops, and you would stop and essentially listen for rough grouse, try to detect individual rough grouse based upon where you're hearing those, those drums 
come from those different areas. And what we learn out of this is basically we, we look at the number of drums um, along these different routes in different regions and compare them from year to year to year. It's not really a way to estimate the population. It's a way to index the population and look at trends over time. Uh, So by indexing it, we're able to see, is the population going up? Is it going down? Is it staying relatively the same? Uh And of course, rough grouse, that is kind of well known with rough grouse that they have this 10-year cyclical cycle. Right. Uh, We have these peaks and valleys in in their, their population so a population boom followed, followed by a population crash. And um, we try to parse out that trend with these these um, sort of boom and bust uh, with, with the cyclical cycle and, and determine these long-term trends is if, if the grouse population is going down or if it is increasing and why that might be. Mm-hmm. And uh, what what does it look like? Well, it's too early because the surveys are just starting. But where are we in the cycle? Do you have any any idea? We are supposed to be uh, headed towards a peak. We may have possibly peaked last year in the grouse uh, cycle, but of course, we, no no data was gathered, so it's kind of hard to to look at that. Uh, we're going to have to really kind of kind of know more um, what comes out this this season with the drumming surveys. If that uh, peak is going to go up. Uh, even higher, or if we have already hit that that peak of that cycle. But uh, so far, I can tell you, I think things are looking pretty good out there uh, this spring. I've, I've seen uh, far more birds along the roadside. I've heard quite a few already drumming. So we we still do have birds here in, in Wisconsin. Well, good. <clears throat> yeah, that's good. I've heard anecdotal reports from uh, people who are up north in, in grouse, what I'll call grouse country, you know, farther north than where, where I live. And they've said the same thing. They've seen grouse on the road. My son uh, was driving somewhere not too long ago, and he said he just had to stop and let this bird walk across the road because it wasn't going to get out of the way. You know, it just took its time, which is kind of unusual for a grouse, but I've seen it happen. I've heard similar anecdotal reports and, and reports of, uh, quote-unquote, pet grouse, uh, Yeah, where, where individual grouse can, can more or less imprint or, or latch onto a human and return to that that person over and over again. Uh, sometimes get as close to person being able to physically touch that grouse, or even get that grouse to come up and sit on their shoulder. Yep. So I've been hearing quite a few anecdotal uh, reports like that as well. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, years ago, uh, when I lived uh, over near Milwaukee, there was one of those uh, so-called pet grouse at River Edge Nature Center. And it would follow uh, Andy Larson, who was the director at the time. He's now deceased. But um, he had a little golf cart, and it was the putt, putt, putt of the golf cart. That's what we surmised that this bird reacted to. And it would come running out and go trotting down the trail uh, behind the cart. And uh, when we walked, it just followed us, you know. And uh, he uh, he put his hand out, and the thing uh, jumped up on his hand and up on his shoulder, and then he, I got it up on my shoulder, and it was it was amazing. It was a really a almost a life changing experience because I've hunted grouse all my life, you know, and I said this is as close to catch and release hunting as you can get, you know, because you can you can catch a steelhead and put it back, but you typically don't do that with a grouse, you know, you shoot them and take them home. But it, it was quite an experience, yeah. Yeah, it was great. Well, 
Okay, so the grouse are out there drumming, and that's a good sign. Uh, and you also wanted to talk about a disease that affects oak trees called oak wilt. What can you tell us about that? Yeah, so also uh, something to be aware of this spring, you know, looking at that broader forest conservation uh, topic, uh, oak wilt disease is becoming active uh, in our forests of Wisconsin. Uh, oak wilt is um, it's a relatively new arrival uh, to, to Wisconsin, um, but it, it's a disease that, that gets largely going in, in the spring, depending upon if you're in the northern Wisconsin or southern Wisconsin, but usually... Uh, Early to mid-April, the disease starts to get going, and is active until July 15th. Uh-huh. And basically, what what we like as foresters, we like to uh, educate private landowners not just on sort of how to prevent the spread of the disease um, from uh, an area where an active infection is taking place to a place that uh, does not have an oak wilt infestation yet, but also how to sort of prevent um, the disease from getting into your property. Uh, naturally. So, you know, typically we, we try to discourage the, the moving of firewood, um, <laughs> particularly in infected firewood, wood that people know has been infected with disease. Whether or not that's oak growth or not, it could be other disease species as well. Sure. But uh, it helps with, with sort of that transmission and breaking that transmission of, of oak growth from one site that we have active infections to north sites where we don't yet have uh, actively reported infections. Mm-hmm. So we try to discourage the the, the moval uh, the movement of firewood across long distances. Typically, um, uh, you know, you would be able to let's say buy firewood if you're going to a state campground that has been uh, kiln dried, inspected uh, to make sure that that firewood is not harboring mm-hmm. diseases. Uh, so there's always that option to purchase those from state parks. But looking towards the management of, of your property, if you're a private property landowner, there's some important steps you can take in managing your property. And that really involves right now during this, this Oakville, what we call restriction period, uh, basically avoid pruning your trees is probably the primary one for most homeowners, small landowners. Avoid pruning your, your oak trees. Because as you create that cut uh, on that branch, you're opening up um, some wound, wounded wood as is how the disease gets vectored into those oak trees. Uh-huh. Other steps that can be taken, is especially if you have woods on your property that you're, you are managing specifically for oak, or you have oak forests on your property, avoid commercial timber harvesting this time of year. Um, basically, try to work with your logger, your forester that you're working with, and push off that harvest till after that, that vocal restriction period, uh-huh. um, which would be um, mid-July. However, you know, if you are managing, let's say, red pine or uh, other hardwood species like red maple, sugar maple, uh, aspen, or birch, of course, you don't really have to worry about oak wilt on, on your property. You can You can prune those trees if you're good at identifying them. You can have a commercial timber harvest on your property. It's really only if you are managing your property specifically for uh, oak. Okay. Is it both red and white oak species or uh, one or the other? Well, the textbook answer would be that both uh, red and white oak trees are susceptible to uh, oak wilt. However, white oak have the ability to actually 
combat the disease to some degree. Uh-huh. Uh, white oak have the ability to compartmentalize their vascular tissue. Uh, their process called tyloses, and that tyloses basically means that as a disease tries to move through the vascular tissue of the oak tree, it actually is able to close off that vascular tissue and prevent that easy movement of, of the oak book disease through the tree, more or less um, making it uh, highly resistant to, to oak book disease. Um, but there, there's still, there still is some concern as it could be, trees can be infected. And it should be pointed out, uh, one of the ways that it is it's easy to identify this disease um, by the impact that it has on, on trees where they can look healthy one day, and really within a matter of a week, the leaves on the tree begin to turn a light green, um, a sickly color, mm-hmm. and actually fall off the tree, um, really within a matter of, matter of like I said, a, a week or, or so. And uh, through a process that, that foresters would call flaggy, uh, the tree kind of just, just sends out the signal, it just flags out, um, and turns this, this sickly green color, drops all the tree, all the leaves off the tree, and signifies that this tree is, is dying of the oak yeah. disease. Wow. So you can think that you have, have healthy trees one day, and they could, could die the next. Yeah, okay. Now, do you have information on oak wilt on the Rough Grouse Society website? We don't on, on the Rough Grouse Society website, but the best way to find any uh, particular information about oak wilt, if you want to learn more about how to... Stop the transmission of oak quilt, the management implications for your property. The best thing to do is to go to the Wisconsin DNR's website, type in oak quilt into the search box, and you can easily find on, on their oak quilt page uh, a whole list of, of guidance uh, surrounding oak quilt if you want to learn more. Excellent. Well, John, we got to let you go, but thanks so much for uh, enlightening us really on oak quilt and bringing us up to date on uh, rough grouse and the drumming survey. So. We will talk to you again in a month, probably. No problem. All right. John Steigerwald is the Great Lakes and Upper Midwest Forest Conservation Director for the Rough Grouse and American Woodcock Societies, and they are celebrating 60 years of habitat improvement for young forest wildlife. You can learn more at roughgrousesociety.org. I'm Dan Small. You are listening to Outdoors Radio. For the nonprofit Rough Grouse Society, the well-being of the rough grouse and American woodcock is a special priority. But the society's conservation work benefits more than just these two game birds. The organization's programs help a long list of other young forest wildlife, including songbirds that must have thick, brushy habitat to survive. For more information about forest wildlife habitat management, contact the Rough Grouse Society toll-free at 888 Join RGS. Flow has been making world-class aluminum trailers for 38 years, and the all-new Versamax UT is a giant leap forward in utility trailer technology. Whether you're working on projects or planning a trip, a Flow UT trailer will serve you like no other. And Flow technology eliminates the rattling and banging you get when towing most utility trailers. Whether you're buying for the first time or looking to make an upgrade, see for yourself what sets us apart at floeintl.com. The Versamax UT, another game changer from Flow. 
Blackfish Gear has the apparel you need for all of your outdoor adventures. From rain gear with industry-leading fabric technology to ensure you stay dry in the wettest conditions, to UPF sun protection apparel that keeps you cool and your skin protected on the hottest days. And for those cool and blustery days, our soft shell gear will keep you warm and comfortable with the combination of premium fleece and a windproof and weather-resistant outer layer. You can't choose the weather, but you can choose how to dress for it. Choose Blackfish Gear. Learn more at blackfishgear.com. Get outside and let us be your guide. Lawrence County, Wisconsin. Are you looking for a safe Northwoods destination for outdoor recreation? Lawrence County has over 200,000 acres of uncrowded public land with 160 miles of wooded UTV trails, many lakes and rivers to fish or paddle, seven wild river waterfalls to explore, horse trails with campgrounds, and friendly bars and restaurants. Go to the ExploreFlorenceCounty.com lodging, dining, and recreation tabs to plan your trip. Enjoy the ultimate shooting experience at the Range of Richfield, your one-stop shop for all shooters. Just north of the Richfield Cabela's store on Helson Drive, the Range of Richfield offers 12 state-of-the-art 25-yard indoor shooting lanes for all pistol and common rifle loads. Classes in home defense, basic handgun and concealed carry, a retail shop, trophy mount display, and more in a welcoming, family-friendly setting. Open daily except Monday to the public and members. Your ultimate shooting experience, therangewi.com. Welcome back to your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. The Range of Richfield is your ultimate shooting experience with 12 state-of-the-art lanes and a family-friendly atmosphere. And the range is located on Helson Drive, just north of the Richfield Cabela store at the split of highways 41 and 45. And you can find them online at therangewi.com. And joining us again for our monthly conversation is Range of Richfield President Jim Bobbyash. Well, Jim, how are you doing? Dan, I'm doing well, thank you. It's good to be back with you again. I always enjoy this time we get to spend together, so uh, anxious to tell you what's going on here at the range. Yeah, well, where did April go, first of all? (laughs) (laughs) Where did April go? You know, I I literally, when I was getting ready to do this, I'm I'm looking at, well, it it can't be April already. It can't be May already. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's, I don't know, this time is just absolutely flying by. Yeah, so how was business? How was business? Well, you know, uh, business continues to be consistent, you know, over the last several weeks, actually the whole month. Um, we're, we're, the range time is still up. Um, we continue to see a lot of new folks, which is amazing to me because we've been around for over six years. Yeah. And we're still seeing a lot of, a lot of new faces, which is great. And I'm always delighted to welcome back some of our, our, our old friends and, and they come back and continue to shoot. So uh, th- that part of it's been great. You know, the, the downside is, of course, um, the ammo and the guns. Now, uh, my son Jason is doing a marvelous job. Uh, we just got a, uh, I bet you we got like 15 guns in last week. Ooh. And, uh, yeah, and uh, pistols, and he's got a, he had a bunch of ARs in also, which is really kind of cool. So, so that part of it's great. So now it's, the, the problem is I, I don't know how consistent this is going to be. Yeah. And it's, Ironic, or it's amazing because as soon as we get those guns out in the counter, people start coming in. I don't know if they've got osmosis or they got cameras hidden here or what, but uh-huh. you know they know about the guns and and they start flying off the shelves. So 
you know, it's been great. Uh, I, I wish we could get more guns. I wish we could get more ammo. But, you know, we're doing okay. And, and I think everybody is still having a pretty good time. Well, good. Good, good, good. So, how does May look? <clears throat> oh, May is going to be spectacular. Uh, we've had a lot of activity with our classes, which is absolutely awesome. A lot of people, a lot of new shooters, and, and now they're coming back to take uh, take some classes. So a couple of them, a few of them that we've got coming up uh, in May here is, is we've got our um, uh, NRA basic pistol course. Now that's going to be on May 15th and May 16th. Uh, we also have our Wisconsin concealed carry course, which is going to be on a Tuesday, um, May 20th. Um, our very, very popular first shots class, which has gone over extremely well, uh, is going to be on May 19th. Uh, and then, you know, we've got the skill builder uh, classes that we've instituted, and we've got three of them this month. Uh, they're, they're limited just a few people. I think there's a maximum of six because then our, our, our uh, uh, instructor has time to spend with everybody. But we're going to have a low-light shooting and slash use of the flashlight. So that's on May 11th. And then drawing from concealment. It's a basic drawing. Uh, that's on May 6th. And then we've got shooting on the move and shooting from cover on May 27th. Mm -hmm. So those are some great classes. So, you know, if you're interested, uh, you know, check our Facebook or if these times don't work, uh, you know, uh, we'll, be, we'll be posting more. So okay. just keep keep, uh, keep in touch with us. Good. Are those, uh, are those popular? Do they fill usually? They do. Mm -hmm. They do. Yeah. It, we had a, actually uh, last week we had a, a ladies draw from the holster class and uh, I went over to just say hi to the girls and they were so excited about this because you know again we don't allow draw, drawing from the holster during normal working hours right and but if it's in a class and it's covered or you're working with an instructor you know we will and allow it but uh, so when they get a chance to do it they get really really excited about it well good good so you know, and there's one other uh, class I just want to mention. It's getting to know your AR-15. Uh -huh. um, this class, it's limited to 12 people. Uh, it's a two-day class, uh, four hours on uh, the uh, 22nd and four hours on the 23rd. And they really go through all the fine points. The, you, you, you take apart the AR, you put the AR back together again, you zero it in, you go on the lane, you do some shooting. Uh, when you get out of there, you, you, you really have a, a whole different respect and knowledge for the AR. So anybody who's been kind of thinking about it or just got one and wasn't quite sure, this is, this is a great, this is a great class. Well, good. Uh, good. I, I, I encourage people to take a look at it. Yeah. Now you add classes uh, all the time, don't you? We do, we do. Um, you know, it, it's it's gonna. It's, you know, we're now once again. Uh, what's gonna, what's gonna, what's summer gonna be like? Uh, you know, we don't have the fairs. We don't have Summerfest until late in spring. You know, uh, last year we were really really busy all summer long. Uh, is that gonna happen again this year? I don't know. Mm -hmm. So uh, we're going. You know, we we kind of try to take the pulse of the people and and put together classes. That uh, that makes sense and that fit in the people's time frame. So um, you know, just if, again, if they're interested, just keep an eye out. Uh, eventually, we'll be posting some new ones and and uh, probably some some repeats, but the ones that are popular. Yeah. Well, good, 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 good. And uh, you often have special days. You got anything in May you'd call a special day? Yes. Uh, in May, we have a couple uh, in honor of Armed Forces Day. 
from May 14th and for May, for May 14th and 15th. Uh, all active uh, military uh, and vets get to shoot for free. Ah, good. So that's one of our wings saying, you know, thanks for your service. So make sure you make note of that. Sure. Uh, uh, Armed Forces Day is the 15th, so we're doing it that Friday and Saturday. Uh-huh. And then on Mother's Day, that's uh, the week before, uh, it's May 9th, uh, all moms get to shoot for free. Oh, good. And, uh, and, and if you don't know what to get mom for Mother's Day, pick up a range gift card, uh, and if it's for $50 or more, you'll get a, a, a discount card for a half an hour of free shooting. So we'll be running this offer now uh, through Mother's Day. So uh, come on in and let mom shoot for free. Wonderful. Now, you mentioned ammo being tight. Uh, you do have some, though, right? We do. We do have uh, ammo to shoot here at the range. So if you want to, if you come in and, and rent a lane, I can sell you a box of ammo. Uh, now, I don't have every caliber in stock. So you may want to uh, double check before you come in uh, to confirm that we do have what you are looking for. Uh, looking forward to shoot. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, like, get ready for this, 22 ammo, almost impossible to get. 380 impossible to get. 223 impossible to get. So there are some calibers that we just don't have, but we do have 9, we do have 40, we have 45, we have a lot of the other popular ones. Um, so, you know, um, Come on in. We'll, we'll try to help you out. We want to. We want to keep people shooting. All right. And if people just want to visit with you, look at guns, talk about guns, they're always welcome. Oh yeah, we we, we love to talk about guns. Uh, we like to talk about some of the new stuff that's in the market. Uh, talk a little bit more about you know what's happening uh, with the manufacturers. You know where it's going. So if you have any questions, come on in, and we, we'd love to sit and chat with you. All right. Well, Jim. Thank you so much for another interesting update. Sounds like May is going to be packed with uh, exciting events and and lots of opportunities to shoot. And uh, we hope you have a great month of May, and we will be in touch uh, when June rolls around. Sounds great, Dan. Thank you. Take care. You bet. Jim Bobby Ash is the president of the Ranger Richfield, which is your ultimate shooting experience, located on Helson Drive, just north of the Richfield Cabela's store, at one of those roundabouts, you'll find it. Just keep going around till you see Helson Drive, and that's at the split of highways 41 and 45, and you can also find them online at therangewi.com. I'm Dan Small. You are listening to Outdoors Radio. Enjoy the ultimate shooting experience at the Range of Richfield, your one-stop shop for all shooters. Just north of the Richfield Cabela's store on Helson Drive, the Range of Richfield offers 12 state-of-the-art 25-yard indoor shooting lanes for all pistol and common rifle loads. Classes in home defense, basic handgun and concealed carry, a retail shop, trophy mount display, and more in a welcoming, family-friendly setting. Open daily except Monday to the public and members. Your ultimate shooting experience, therangewi.com. If your rifle, shotgun, handgun, or muzzleloader needs work this season, call Roger Williams at Northern Magnetic, LLC. A licensed professional gunsmith for over 35 years, Roger can repair, customize, rebarrel, install sights and scope mounts, and more on all firearms, makes, and models. When you need a professional gunsmith, call Roger at 262-339-1798 or visit FixGuns.com. That's 262-339-1798 or FixGuns.com. Flow has been making world-class aluminum trailers for 38 years, and the all-new Versamax UT is a giant leap forward in utility trailer technology. 
Whether you're working on projects or planning a trip, a Flow UT trailer will serve you like no other. And Flow technology eliminates the rattling and banging you get when towing most utility trailers. Whether you're buying for the first time or looking to make an upgrade, see for yourself what sets us apart at floeintl.com. The Versamax UT, another game changer from Flow. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Outdoors Radio is brought to you by Cedar Lake Sales on Highway 33 West in West Bend on the web at cedarlakesales.com. And Cedar Lake Sales is open for business. Check out their website or Facebook page for updates and details. Yeah, and you know, they've got new and used boats in stock. They've still got my boat, which uh, is is sitting there. It needs, uh, I don't know what, needs some rigging. And, uh, you know, I asked Brian... Uh, Brian Bell to uh, let's register it so I can come over and get it with the decals on it and and be done with it because some years I go get it and uh, we we register it and finally the numbers come and you got to go back and get uh, because they they don't want me slapping numbers on I used to do that years ago it's not pretty <laughs> even with my <laughs> even with my best uh, you know line of sight and speaking of which years ago when we bought Shivani's uh, Subaru which she's still drive, driving we saw in this dealership and uh, gosh I forget which one it was it was in Milwaukee a guy was freehanding pinstripes mm. and he was phenomenal and we talked to him about it I mean it's a talent just like you know, some people can talk on stage uh, about walleyes. You know, sure, he, sure. He he did that. It was amazing. So anyway, on a, on a side on a side note, I grew up in in the racing world. At, at That's race right. Race. They didn't That's have right. vinyl decals. Every one of those numbers and logos for sponsors were all hand painted on by artists that would come around to all the garages and paint those on the side of the cars. Yeah. Wow. You know, speaking of hand painted logos. When we got our first boat for Outdoor Wisconsin back in 1985, we had uh, a guy paint, literally painted the logo on the side. I, I don't know how much the station paid him. It might have been four, five, six hundred dollars for that. Painted it on both sides, did that for a couple of years, and then these were Lunds back before we got into Crestliner. And Lund, if you look at an old Lund, you know, the red boat, and it just says Lund up in the corner by the transom. Mm -hmm. Well, now look at any boat. They got their name plastered all over it, you know, yep. uh, even even those that aren't tournament boats. Uh, so anyway, well, folks, if you are ever in a car or motorcycle accident and need some legal help, call Hupe and Abraham, named Best Personal Injury Law Firm by the Wisconsin Law Journal, year after year. The firm of Hupe and Abraham has collected more than a billion dollars for its clients. Call the firm voted best and rated best. Hupe and Abraham, 800-800-5678, or visit Hupe.com. And all 11 offices are open for business if you need their help. And, you know, if you missed an episode of Outdoor Wisconsin, you can watch any show from the past several seasons at MilwaukeePBS.org. And if you missed Deer Hunt Wisconsin, you can watch it on the Deer Hunt Wisconsin YouTube channel. If you missed anything on today's radio program, you can listen to us online all the time at lake-link.com. Go to their outdoor radio page, and you can download this show and past shows. You can follow Dan and I on social media. Follow Dan by finding him at Dan Small Outdoors. Find me at Hardwater Jeff. 
Our theme music is by Warren Nelson. You can hear more of his tunes at warrennelson.com. I'm Dan Small here with Jeff Kelmel. Jeff, I expect to hear a dead turkey report next week. I will gladly give one to you if yeah. I get the chance. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. And folks, get outside this weekend. It's opening weekend of inland fishing. You know, bass and walleye and pike and muskie in the southern zone. Get outside, have, have a great time, and join us again next week for Outdoors Radio. 